0: Welcome to the English for Life podcast, where we learn English through conversations. Today's guest is Yanis uh, Woods, uh, my friend. I mean, uh, we we have become friends, really. You know, when when we first met, uh, it, very interesting story is that you know I contacted Jimlish because I was interested in having an e-learning platform for my lessons, and you you were my salesperson, right? Uh, and I just thought you were really the best salesperson i ever had you were so <laughs> yeah you were so good man like you, your explanations were clear you, you really um, and and you followed up with me and you gave me a chance you know even yeah. though i'm just a small fish a small player uh you know you, you gave me the time and uh and it has blossomed you know i do have a, a really great relationship uh you know with jim Glish now and that's that's yeah. you know thanks to you you know, and uh, and uh, so let's let's I'd love to talk about you and, and um, like where you're from. Can you tell us uh, where you're from and, and you know uh, kind of like that journey?
1: Yeah, I am um, originally from um, Atlanta, Georgia. So I am uh, American. Um, I've heard. I don't really remember that. I had. Uh, I do remember the passion. For the french language um, but when i go back and speak to my high school friends they said they say constantly that i always had the goal of living in france living here and speaking the language oh really yeah yeah i don't i because i often ask myself how i wound up here right <laughs> yeah and I, I i would ask my friends um do you guys remember you know, me speaking about France. And then they say, that was all you talked about. <laughs>
0: That's, That's interesting. So you, yeah. you've always had a, like a fascination with French culture?
1: French culture, French language, French literature. Huh. Um, I do remember hearing French for the first time. And I was completely um, overwhelmed. But in a, in a very good way. It, it felt like... Um, it just felt like a song you know mm-hmm. uh, it felt like a melody that i could imitate uh with very little difficulty
0: oh okay know? so you were but, able to imitate the melody without actually being able to speak uh, the
1: language or? exactly exactly I oh, was okay able to, i was able to imitate french people um with very little problem actually interesting yeah yeah it's, it's kind of so like
0: uh, me with italian like be Hey, come over here! Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what you doing?
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, from then on, you know, it just—I um, never questioned myself about it. I just knew that that was what I was going to do. You know, I looked for French people in my city. I tried in in to surround, Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I tried. I tried to surround myself uh, with French people. Um, didn't work because I couldn't really find any. And it really, <laughs> it really took off when I got to, to university. Okay. Epic so Mountain. what did
0: you study uh, at university?
1: I studied French civilization, language and culture. I as, see. Yeah. As my major. And I had uh, African-American history as a minor. Wow. So yeah. you decided to go into French
0: purely as a passion or did you have something in mind in terms of a like a you know a way to earn a living like a business or something
1: I'm more of the um, artistic type so it was never really um, a means for for living however Uh my my dad would often remind me that okay you need to think about how you're going to make a living but uh, I never really thought that French would give me um, uh, a means of living. You know, I just I, I wasn't right. thinking in terms, terms. I was thinking in terms of this is absolutely phenomenal. I'm learning how to I'm learning how to speak with people from another country. Um, I'm I'm, incre- I'm I'm incredibly fascinated by the fact that they are they understand me. I was uh, fascinated also by the progression, the very quick progression I made, I think, by my sophomore year in college, I was fluent. Wow. So so for our listeners, what does sophomore year uh, mean? Uh, sophomore year is in, in an American university. It's just your second year of university.
0: Okay, personally. I see. Yeah. I see. So by your second year, only one year of studying French, you were Mm -hmm. fluent. I
1: was fluent, I could speak, but I couldn't write. I couldn't write.
0: Right, 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 right. And that's an important distinction, you know, the fluency. Uh, You know, a lot of people think fluency means you're perfect in that language and every skill, right? Speaking, listening, reading, writing.
1: But fluency is
0: really about speaking, right?
1: Exactly, my well, my oral expression was on point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, when I would have exams, I would often get like um, the equivalent of twelve out of twenty, right? Um, simply because my 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 written expression, the grammar rules, uh, were right. not mastered.
0: Right, 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 right. Which is, is difficult. The French it's very, uh, grammar rules are,
1: are, are difficult. I, I often say that um, learning French is very scientific. Mm. It's, it's like it's almost mathematical. You, yes, you
0: know, yes. The grammar
1: rules, uh, very difficult. Yes. I
0: find. Yeah, and maybe, and maybe that's why they often have trouble with our grammar is because... <laughs> Our grammar is almost like it was made up, you know, uh, as it went <laughs> along. Right. And I think it was <laughs> like it's uh, it has evolved a lot you know, uh, it throughout the years. And, and it's hard to find logic, you know, uh, in, in our grammar sometimes.
1: <laughs> well, English, English, um, what I've noticed uh, as a teacher is uh, English is literally a, a living language. It evolves on the daily, you know. When I when I actually go home and I listen to my nieces and nephews speak, I have no idea what they're saying. You know, what, English? Yeah, yeah. Simply because on a daily basis it changes. You know, I'll give you I'll give you an, an anecdote. <laughs> yes. Um, the word um, a minute, right?
0: Yes. For anyone,
1: that's sixty seconds. Yes, right? and I hadn't been home. You know, I hadn't been home in a while, and I was speaking to my uncle, and he says to me, "Oh, it's it's been a minute since I've seen you." And I was like, oh, no, it, no, it hasn't." <laughs> and then my mom, yeah, and my mom explained. My mom explained to me, "No, a minute means a long time." You know? Okay, that's yeah. like a it's, slang. Uh, like it's sl- yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, so I was right. I was completely I was completely lost. And And what about
0: what about like the way that like African-Americans will speak in parts of the country, you know, like in Atlanta, Georgia, like with a like a street talk, you know, like slang.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, actually, I I grew up uh, speaking slang. And um, when I go home, I automatically get back into it, although although the language has evolved because from generation to generation. Uh, right. languages whether it's um the queen's english or whether it's african-american english it evolves right. so right. i actually have to learn you know um like for, <laughs> I'm, trying to think, I'm, try, I'm trying to think like of, new expressions uh, and stuff right ah, here we go here we go for, for for instance um that's lit that's lit okay That's lit you know and uh of course i could understand it Right. Like, know, does that mean
0: like that's 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 awesome or that's great? That's awesome. Like the... Yeah. I would say that right.
1: it, I would say that it's the evolution of that's the bomb. That's the bomb. Yeah. Or dope. I used to say Yo, dope. that's dope. Yeah, yeah it's dope. <laughs> and uh, today my, my nieces and nephews say that's fire. That's lit.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and, w- and when they want you to um, call them back on the phone, okay. they don't say they don't say call me back. They say, get at me
0: get at me
1: (laughs) okay yeah yeah Yeah. get at me you know so for for a while i had to um speaking to my mother and my brothers and my sister our language pretty much stayed the same but our nieces and my nieces and nephews the language has completely evolved
0: yeah, that's fascinating. So yeah. take us to, so you graduated from university in French, uh, French yeah. literature or French? French uh, literature and
1: French um, grammar. Okay. Um, in fact, it was just a general civilization course, which included um, French literature, uh, okay. grammar. Um, and there was also a part of it was uh, French cinema, which also helped me learn a lot um, in my help me to improve my um, oral expression, I right. must have won. Yeah, you, you remember Blockbuster. Yeah, do you remember uh, Blockbuster? Uh, it's a,
0: no, it's a movie called Blockbuster. No, I don't no, know. It's, it's don't an know.
1: actual store that provided um, Oh, same, videos,
0: right? Right. Yeah, that rented videos. Yes, yeah, right. right. And I was right, very right.
1: surprised that their foreign language section had um, hundreds of French films. Oh, wow. Okay. So I rented I rented, I think, every last one of them. Wow. Yeah. And I must have uh, I must have torn up um, because I rewound the films so many times just to get the perfect, you know, phonetic of, of the French language, you know. Right. So, right. Yeah, right. That's how I that's why actually the fluency got better and better and better and better because I learned it through film. You right. Know?
0: So, how important is it for a, for a French person learning English to to watch film?
1: It is crucial. Mm. It is mm. crucial, especially if you don't have the means to go to the country and learn the language. Um, basically, um, diving into uh, the anglophone culture through Netflix or through series mm. is very important. Very, mm. very important because you learn so much more. Not only the language, but you learn culture through language as well. So, yeah, Yeah, I did did that for four years. I got my diploma in uh, 1997. I worked for a bit in Florida and then I decided that, okay, I have a French degree. I'd like to continue. So I decided to come to the Sorbonne Sorbonne, here uh, in Paris. And I did uh, two years at the Sorbonne to, um, how can I say, even go further with the French language, actually. I learned a hell of a lot more um, in France than I did in America.
0: Yeah, the, right, right. Yeah, the, and the so what,
1: what program were you in there? They have a, a course called uh, the Cours de Civilisation Francaise de la Sorbonne. Okay. And it actually prepares you for entrance into the university.
0: I at see. that time
1: at that time i don't know how it how it operates today but the, my plan was to go into university in france at the sorbonne but before you could do that you had to go through this uh, cours de civilisation where they gave you a test at the end to make sure your language level was on par to be able to follow the french lectures
0: right so, yeah right right so mm-hmm.
1: i i did the um, economic part and I had a very good friend, um, Matt, Matthew Loving, who did the um, literature part. So I, I was doing the French for economics, and he was doing the French for um, literature. Actually, and your intention, French. and your intention, like your intention for this was
0: just to get deeper into the French culture, or was it uh, like? How were you? You weren't you weren't concerned fact, about, hey, how do I you know, uh, get a job or something like it that? It was
1: it was in it was in the back of my mind, because over the years, um, French was a passion. But over the years, it became um, more than a passion. In fact, my, my goal was to get the master's degree here and go back to America and do the doctorate. OK, actually, because I wanted to be a professor of French. In an American university, okay. And at that time, there was a, um, a twin. There was a twinning program with uh, the Sorbonne and the University of Cincinnati. I see. At the time, so if I I finished the school here in the in the Sorbonne, and I had um, a free ticket to go back to uh, the University of Cincinnati and do the doctorate. Okay, but I chose to stay here. Okay,
0: so really, you, you ended up you stayed in. But how can you stay in France? Like, don't you then work in France? Like, don't you need <laughs> a, yeah.
1: Good question. And this is how, and that's a very good question because it, it's a segue into how I got into teaching English. Okay. With, with, the, um, with my foundation of actually wanting to be a French teacher, the transition was actually quite simple to make to teaching English. And when I finished my diploma, the French uh, Education Nationale, Uh, were desperate for um, language assistance
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and um, I I was contacted and they said, would you like to um, come on as a French language assistant and work in our high schools, middle schools and elementary schools. French language I,
0: assistant you
1: said no 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 uh, English language assistant oh okay right mm-hmm. yeah and all I saw was a way to stay
0: <laughs> <laughs> right right you're like yeah. yep but that means I can yeah. stay in France then I will, I will do all that. I saw
1: was all I saw was a way uh-huh. to stay and I was like yeah I mean uh-huh. it, so what do I get out of this you know and they yeah. said well you get a visa um, you get to stay you have to renew the visa every year but pretty much right. as long as you're working for us you will have no problem with the visa Okay. Yeah. And that was perfect. Right. Absolutely perfect. And that's how I made the transition from, you know, um, trying to go back to America and become a French professor to becoming a French language. I mean, an English language teacher in France.
0: Okay. So you so you were. So that's when your career started as teaching English. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. How long did you do
0: that for? And what was next?
1: (laughs) Um, Wow. So I did that. And uh, what I learned was when you work for the Education Nationale as an assistant, they give you the right to work elsewhere but as a teacher. So I started to work. I worked for the Education Nationale. I think it was about maybe 15 hours a week, but I also started working for business schools. Actually. Okay. And I worked, yeah, I worked for two business schools um, simultaneously. In fact, I had three employers right. the Education Nationale. The Uh, ESCG, which is a business school, and um, I cannot remember the name of the third one, and it's just next to Gare de l'Est in in Paris, so I had three employers, and um, it stuck, so I did that, and then I also started working for, um, I spoke with a friend, if I remember correctly, about teaching English to adults, Mm -hmm. Because he said, oh, you can have a lot more fun. It's a lot more rewarding. You get to meet uh, uh, professionals, human resources people, bankers, um, and mm-hmm. the uh, the content is just a lot more interesting. And so yeah. I, did, I did that. I did that. And it was a lot. Yeah, of course, it was a lot more rewarding.
0: Oh, it's amazing. Teaching adults who want to learn uh, is fantastic because, like yeah. you said, the uh, you, there are diff, so many different professions and you really get to learn about like, you know, the world, you know, you get to yeah. speak to so many different people with different professions and different stories. Right. It's, it's pretty yeah, cool They right are, there.
1: they are very, very interesting. Um, most of the people I worked with were um, sales guys yeah. in, okay. uh, in real estate. Oh. And uh, yeah. And that, that also um, sort of sparked my interest in becoming a, um, a sales guy, so right? Taught, okay, yeah, I taught English uh, for eight years, nonstop. For eight right. Years, nonstop. Wow. I taught, I taught okay. English uh, in high schools, and middle schools, and also with adults. In how do you say that? Formation continue.
0: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Because of because of the um, the people I met uh, in the professional world, I just I decided I wanted to become a sales guy because their lives were so interesting I mean, they traveled constantly. They mm-hmm, met mm-hmm. very interesting people. And I think, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to do this. And so I went back to school um, and got a, a degree in um, sales from the, okay. uh, the CNED, a Canem, is it? Yeah, the CNEM. I got a degree in uh, 2012. Okay. And went to work for an international moving company where I okay. was um, uh, the sales manager for France, North America. Okay, Did that for four years. Realized that it wasn't for me. <laughs> 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 Cause you have to have, you have to have a certain um, personality for sales at that level. Okay.
0: What, and what is an international moving company? Like what, uh, oh i got your back
1: yeah so yeah you have to have very thick skin for sales at that level mm-hmm. okay and, right um, so, I so what was next it was fun but it lasted mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun um and then i had a uh, i did a lot i mean i've done a lot of things i won't go into all of them right um but i wound up coming back to what i'm supposed to be doing which is um, pedagogy, actually, because yes. it's where it's where I feel the most comfortable, mm-hmm. and it's where it's where I feel um, the most uh, serviable. Mm-hmm. If I like it feels it, it just feels natural to um, have questions about the language and explain it uh, in detail and um, watch as people actually understand and apply what they've learned you know, as they assimilate yes. the thought and then they apply it in the next class. You see them, you start off with that and uh, you say, oh, okay. They actually got it. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So that's and so how I you... What I
0: to do. Right. And uh, I want. so at one point you worked for Jim Glish, an e-learning company, um, and kind of recently you have started your own company. Is that right?
1: It is. Yes. In fact, while, while I was working for um, Jim Glish, I, I kept teaching, you know, it was um, on the side, you know, because I still had um, people that would call me and who had heard about me teaching, et cetera, and say, oh, I, my son needs to prepare the TOEIC. Uh, can you please help him? I got your number from Antel Luantel. Uh, can you please help him? Yes, I'll help him. And then I'd finish helping him. And then that another person would call. So I never really stopped teaching. Right. You know? OK. Yeah. And uh, so I went to work for Jim which seemed logical because they what they offer is um, English classes, but on another platform, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with Jim I sort of um, meshed my two skills of um, teaching and sales. Right. Right. Yes. yes. Um, and uh, my job was, in fact, to help partners grow their business using Jim uh, as yes. a tool to put yes, it customers. Yeah. Which
0: is what you've done
1: with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's just too bad. It's just too bad I didn't get to stay around and see, right. you know. But I remember I remember our conversation uh, about how could I use um, Gymlish to, you know, to bring in people. And we had a long, I had a conversation about, man, you should be calling the radio stations, get them on the phone, you know, get the, give them free lessons and, Get them to give you free ads. You know, it was. was, I was like, man, this this is a perfect opportunity. You know, you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Great,
0: great. yeah. Some great uh, suggestions, and um, yeah. So, so your transition now to as an independent like teacher with your own company, like Mm -hmm. uh, you have a a company name, right? Um, Right. Three PM. Three PS. Oh, sorry, three PS. What is 3PS? What does that mean, <laughs> <with> 3PS? <laughs> I
1: love that you asked that question. Because as an English teacher, uh, two French people, one of the things that you, that you notice in phonetics is that the French do not um, pronounce consonants at the end of words, right? Which gives them a problem with third person singular. Right, right. So I'm constantly saying to my students, Third person, singular, S. Third person, Uh, singular, S.
0: I see. Third
1: person, singular, S. I mean, on a daily basis.
0: I see. In order
1: to get them to get it so that it sinks in, I came up with a code. So before I would begin every lesson where they would have to speak, I would write three PS on the board in large letters. And so instead of saying third person singular, third person singular, say no, 3ps, 3ps, and then they would would get it. And I thought, hey, hey, that's that's the hey, that's the name for my company. That's the thing, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. So that's (laughs) that's how it came about. That's how it came about. Um
0: I'm gonna stop recording.
1: Yeah. I have so um so you
0: we were talking about 3ps, uh, your company and So tell us about, um, is this something that you're doing um, uh, alone? Uh, Do you have other uh, projects like uh, on the side or other employment or is this like your full-time?
1: Well, um, I would hope that at um, some point this would become my full-time employment, but I am employed at a um, full-time at a private school um, where I teach um, from what would be the equivalent of 10th grade up, right. into, uh, up into the third year of university. Yeah.
0: Okay. So is this like education Nationale? Like do you have to, oh, it's a private school, you said?
1: It's a private school, but they are, um, which is, which is actually a common thing that you see in France where you have private schools that are under contract with the Education Nationale. So basically the curriculum that's respected in the private school actually is in line with what the Education Nationale um, refers actually, um, what they want. Okay, I see. And what do you think of that
0: curriculum? Is it, you know, is it effective? Um, Do you think it could be improved?
1: Well, in the private school where I work, it's a private CFA, which is a Centre de Formation des Apprentis, which is the equivalent of a trade school. Okay. Oh, right?
0: right. So, uh-huh.
1: right. Oh, with way they call it, they call it a professional school. And um, the, um, the interns, because we, we can't call them students, we have to call them interns, they are there to learn um, specifically a trade. Mm-hmm. Like, i see yeah so and how challenging
0: it. is that like to teach oh. english to students that are there to learn a trade that who may not be really interested in learning english <laughs> i'm <laughs>
1: laughing because you just hit you just hit the nail on the head yeah and um you cannot it's very challenging because you cannot approach them with a traditional way of learning anything
0: right? Okay.
1: Uh, because the, for the most part, they're not uh, scholarly.
0: Right. They don't uh, like to sit down and, uh, and no, learn. They, uh,
1: no, they don't have the ability to, um, not all of them, but for the most right. part, they don't have the ability to concentrate for more than um, an hour. Mm-hmm. So the goal, the goal is, as a teacher, you have to find a way to adapt how you approach mm-hmm. them. Yeah, You have to to find a way to make uh, English interesting. And fortunately for me, they are incredibly fascinated by um, North American culture. Oh, great. Great. So it's it's a good thing for me because um, I can talk about, uh, at one point, we're talking about Trump all the time with their broken English. They had um, tons of questions for me about what was going on in america
0: yeah um
1: now we're talking about um gun violence
0: mm-hmm. okay. uh, which, which
1: they're which they're finding hard to grasp
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, they keep asking me why i live in france and why i don't go back to america mm-hmm. and the, uh, the 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 conversation of um health universal health care comes up a mm-hmm. lot Mm -hmm. so when you have what i've learned is when you have this sort of um population you have to adapt you can't you cannot be a traditional pedagogue because they'll drive you crazy
0: right in other words uh you're not gonna like teach grammar all all day to these guys uh because they're showing an interest in the culture and that's great because that means that they're speaking and thinking in english and that's where you want to spark the interest right
1: exactly and so you like they taught me about um two rappers french rappers that i knew nothing about okay leto and nino and so okay. i have no idea who they are but they should i don't know there. either yeah. <laughs> they, they let me listen to it and from that i was yeah. able to teach the comparative
0: you know oh okay Because they, they what do you mean them. like
1: they kept comparing, in France, they kept comparing one guy to the next. He's better than him. He's taller than him. He's got more money. And so I thought, ding, let's do the comparative. Brilliant. You know? Brilliant. And so, yeah, I just I just try to listen to what they're saying to me. And I try to listen to their conversations, even when they're not <laughs> respecting what I'm asking them to do. Like, please be quiet, et cetera. Um, <laughs> That's but a different I basically, challenge, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I listen to what they're saying and I uh-huh. try to use what they're saying to introduce grammar.
0: Right. You know? I got it.
1: And so you yeah. said that you're teaching full-time?
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, and at, on the side, you have contracts private for private teaching under your uh, business or company name.
1: Exactly. But you also have to remember... That full-time in France is not the same as full-time in North America. You know, I'm not, right. I do not have to be present for 40 hours. Okay. Right. So um, I'm present on uh, all day Tuesday, uh, all day Wednesday and half Thursday.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. So you so, do have time. To-
1: I have, I have time. Um, it's not enough. <laughs> and at some right. point, at some point, I'm going to have to make a decision. Because if I want my company, if I want Three Ps uh, Formation Long to grow, I'm gonna have to make I'm gonna have to make a decision, pretty much.
0: Well, yes, uh, you do. You know, yeah. and,
1: um, Like
0: when I started English for Life, you know, I knew that it would be like three years before I would start being profitable. Mm-hmm. You know, I had that in mind. You know. Um, and I also knew I had to have a space if I wanted to have a real school. Right. right. Not, that, not that it's necessary, especially these days uh, with all the you know video conferencing uh, and all that. But I, I thought for me that, that that was important to have an actual address. And so when I found the spot, when I found the location that I thought was perfect, I took it. You know, without even having customers, right? Mm. So, uh, so I was losing money. Of course, the first uh, first year, you know, second year kind of broke even. Third year started to be able to pay myself a salary, and now I'm in the fourth year, and I'm still paying myself a salary. But the goal is to be able to pay my wife a salary too, right? Because yeah. because we're partners. So it is a long, it's a long process for sure, but and I think it was longer for me because I had children at the same mm-hmm. time, <laughs> like yeah. two babies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, so that made it like even tougher, right? And but, that was one
1: of that yeah. was one of the questions I wanted to ask you actually. Yeah. Is is how did you how did you transition? Um, which is very interesting for me as I'm starting my 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 language school. Yeah. Is I'm at the point now where I'm saying. I need help.
0: Right, you know? right, right.
1: Yeah, I need help. I the the, the demands are coming, um, and I, I need help. That's so, great. And are the yeah. demands
0: coming through word of mouth or like? At are, the
1: moment, they're coming through word of mouth. Yes.
0: Great. Yeah, so, well, that's a mouth. sign, and, that, and it was the same for me, and that's a sign of you know you're giving a good quality mm. service.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. Uh, so but, I, I mean, yeah, the question about help right so yeah how did so you how I, did you
1: decide at one point that okay i gotta i gotta um okay i need help how am i going to yeah. do this am i going am i going to hire someone right now i mean how did you go from right just you robert english for life to deciding to you know take on someone right. and, and help you expand
0: right well so i'm lucky because my wife uh was not at the beginning but um very early on, uh, even though she was working for uh, mm-hmm. another company, she was able to help me with some administrative stuff. Right.
1: You know, because as you know,
0: if you're going to be a language school, you you definitely should have the you know data doc and uh, the uh, especially the Calliope. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, a, is yeah. that, are you working on that? Yes, yeah. in
1: fact, in yeah. fact, I start uh, Friday, next Friday, yeah. my first um, class on how to obtain the Calliope.
0: Oh, okay, mm-hmm. you're taking a class on how to yes. obtain it. Okay, okay. well, and I, I can help you too, right? If you have questions, ah, good. Or, you know. Good. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. uh, I'll be more than happy to help. Um, <laughs> it's, it's daunting at first, just because the language is vague. You know mm-hmm. the law of the language is vague, but in fact, um, first you need a tool. First of all, you need a, a, a system management tool, like a, a cr, not a cr, like a CRM. Um, right. I use I use a platform called Digiforma. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but it's, a, it's a soft, Anyway, it's a software uh, that mm-hmm. uh, where you you know plug in the information of the client, and it will kind of give you the steps that you need to follow in order to be in line uh, with the law, right? Okay. So, and full of auto- automation, for, so it'll automatically send, you know, the evaluation, uh, you know, before, after, uh, you can get digital signatures, um, basically all, all of the steps, you know, online, because if not, like, it would quickly become a nightmare, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of like ex- Excel spreadsheet yeah. and all that. you know. um, and that's actually a f- it's free, um, like with limited options, you know. But but really, you can have, yeah.
1: Okay, so there are tools actually that are out there that can help me.
0: Oh, brother! Tools get in line. are brother. The tools are so important. Like having the right tools uh, to be digitally, you know, to be digital is is crucial. It's really crucial because if you had to do everything by hand. You know, then it, it would just take way too much of your time and, and it'll take it away from the quality of your teaching right you want to focus on on teaching first and then and then um, client acquisition yeah you know second you know this is what I did right um, Another thing you can do is on Google Maps you can create a Google Google my business mm-hmm. you do not need a physical address. Uh, right. to do that, you can have just uh, uh, an area like um like you could tell Google uh, my business that without it without a precise address, so that you can be found. You know, if someone is searching, uh, you know, cours d'anglais, um, they could find you. And especially if you have reviews, right, you got to start that process of getting mm, Google reviews, okay. right. building you know your reputation. You know Um. Okay. But in terms of help, like the first help that you need is the right tools because that's already going to it's as if you have like someone working for you you know it's going to automate a lot of the uh, you know the steps that you need to follow
1: and this makes um, a lot of sense
0: yeah and second i mean it, it, at that point if you st- keep growing it would be an admin i think is the most important admin um but so you can use like you told me i think stagiaire. Right. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 It's funny. It's funny. What I find really funny is that when you're in a position of consulting, it's very easy to give out the advice, but when yeah. you find yourself in the position, you kind of become stuck and you it's stuck because there are so many variables, so yeah.
0: many options. It's, it's mind boggling. And that's part of uh, that takes time to, 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 Second, I would say, like, to to know your target, like, your real target market, that takes a lot of time. um, like, I realize that my target is really, like, professionals who already have a good level, you know, who can read emails, can write emails, uh, Mm -hmm. but that they just can't participate in meetings and and are not, you know, comfortable, like, speaking on the phone or whatever. Um, Right. And even then in specific sectors, like uh, marketing, uh, human resources, sales, uh, uh, and technology, those four are kind of my, the industries that I'm uh, focusing on. Um, so to have a focus, like what you focus on, like expands, right? Like a scientist. And it's amazing how, uh, you know, like six months ago, I, I decided I'm going to focus on B2B and and get, you know, corporate clients and have them to test the gymlish and all that. Right. And as soon as I decided that's going to be my focus, all of a sudden I started getting you know, inquiries mm, from, from okay. businesses. It's law of attraction. I don't know. A rat, I don't know what it is, but um, yeah.
1: Okay. So basically what focus. you're saying, you're saying to me that uh, I need to know what my position is going to be pretty much. And I need to focus. Kind of on like it. a niche,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. Like what is your, what really is your specialty? You
1: yeah. Know? Yeah. OK,
0: um, probably sales. I mean, you worked in sales. You know, how yes, you I know.
1: mean, it, it would be it would be um, that would seem to be the easiest transition to make into my own company during the sales. But the only thing is, I hate to admit this, is I don't like it very much. <laughs> right. Right. right got gotcha. you. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, understand. Right, I don't like it very understand.
1: much. I mean, but right. it, it, it's, it's my own company. So um, that's something that I can't really get away from you know? And I was going to ask, yes. I mean, did you do, are you doing the the cold calling yourself or? You know, I haven't done
0: much of that. And, and funny enough, I, the few times that I did do it, uh, it was fruitful. I mean, I was, I got leads, you know, I got potential, but uh, I found myself just overwhelmed with other priorities. Um, exactly. exactly. Yeah. But my main source of customers uh, well, it's really, it's still word of mouth. Word of mouth is still mm. m- the biggest. So, mm. you know, in, in the, with the four P's of marketing, right, product, price, promotion, and place, product is still king, yeah. you know, meaning, meaning your product, right, your, your, your teaching, your method, that's still like uh, the number one priority. And so um, far that's,
1: that's gone over very well.
0: Right, you know, your product. Right. itself. Okay. So then, it's how how do you communicate, uh, you know, that product amongst a sea and ocean of competitors, right? And that's why having like a, a niche, to to begin, um, yeah. and, and, but a lot of people are hesitant because they don't want to uh, alienate, you know, other potential
1: uh, clients, right? Um, yeah. Especially yeah. when you especially when you work at a school um, and you notice all the laws that the government is making. And one of them is um, the students, whether whatever their level, they're gonna have to validate their English level through some kind of test that's gonna give them a certification. That's new. Oh, okay, so. Yeah, so, so with that said, you have to like, in my mind, I want to automatically, start giving preparation courses for these tests because i know okay, to, that in one to or students? two years yeah in one or two years everyone this was usually meant just for the students that were in um, business schools um ssec edec etc but now it's trickling down all the way to bts and license and is it the right. toic Yes, I don't know if it's a TOEIC. They haven't said if it's a TOEIC. They just said they have to have a certification. So it can be uh, or it can be the, P- the PPLIT, the TOEFL, the TOEIC. I mean, there's so many tests. Oh, okay. There okay. has to be a certification. So, I see. So, when I, so when I got the email, I was like, oh, shit, maybe I, sorry. No, you could swear on this podcast. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, maybe I should focus on that, you know, because I do... I know, that, mm. uh, I know that I, that I am uh, a very good pedagogue, you know? Yeah. I have the patience that's yes. uh, needed when teaching a foreign language, when the person just doesn't get it and you don't lose your shit and say, ah, how can you not get it? You know, so I, yeah. I, I find that I'm, that I'm very patient. Oh, I could tell you're a great teacher. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll stick I with tell. the person until they actually get it. So I thought yes. to myself, huh, maybe I should just try and focus on that.
0: But that copy- would mean... But that would mean focusing on students, right? Like
1: young um, yes. people, Foc- students. Yeah, focusing, focusing on students from the BTS level all mm-hmm. the way up to um, master's. Because mm-hmm. it is now a requirement for students in, at the master's level to have, I think, uh, between 800 and 850 to get the master's degree. Wow. Is that, uh, no matter no matter
0: the the... the degree like I mean it could be in history it could be I find
1: it incredibly unfair simply because I had a colleague who came to me and said uh would you mind helping my son and I said helping him with what he's like well he's doing a master's degree and he can't get his master's because he cannot pass the TOEIC and I said what and she goes yes he has to pass the TOEIC but have an have an 800 or an 850 um, in order for his diploma to be validated. Wow, so is this I,
0: like a, a measure that the government is taking, hoping to increase the
1: level of English uh, within the country? I can only assume that, that, is, um, that that's the, that's what they're hoping for, but at the same time, I completely disagree with it. You know, Because TOEIC is a great thing, but it simply has nothing to do with the general education of a diploma. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, right. but wow, you know, you know, it can increase my business, but I I find it uh, <laughs> un, I find it unfair. I really do find it yeah. unfair. Yeah.
0: That's wow. That's surprising. Yeah. My God. So, oh my God. Wow. Well, that's it. yeah. It's uh, it's it's changing a lot. Like the um, the landscape uh, for for professional training. For example, uh, you know, mon uh, confirmation that law, loi. Uh, yeah. uh, it's a great thing, uh, I think, because um, it really gives. Uh, well, it gives you know money in the hands of, of you know people to to train themselves, mm-hmm. which is a really cool system. Doesn't exist in Canada uh, or, <laughs> no, or in the no U.S.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's
1: a dream. It's a dream, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a dream, and it's uh, the the process is much simpler, much easier than it was uh, when I first started. Um, but yeah, like for example, this year, um, the only certificate that is uh, valid, uh, for a CPF formation is the TOEIC. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? That's the only one that, that has been approved this year. So no more people no more, uh, really uh, uh, bright, no more, all of these have not, they have not Jim Glish. They have, n- they have not been approved as a certification for 2022. Whoa. The only one, the only one is the Toic.
1: Okay, so that, that kind of sounds um, logical now as to why the Toic is everywhere, even in Maybe, the education national. Yeah, know?
0: man, there's something going on. There's, there's, uh, definitely, some,
1: there's definitely something going on.
0: Something fishy going on.
1: Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but are you guys doing that, English for Life? Are you guys doing um, um, preparation for the Toic? So offer we, them? we are um
0: but it's it's complicated because you know we'll have a client that will come to us and their need is to be able to speak up in a meeting for example mm-hmm. and they work in let's say for a you know a video game company um there's not much for them for us to prepare them for the toic would would mean that we would have to really use the TOEIC preparation guide and you know go through the exam and it's all very boring and not <laughs> yeah.
1: you know you know right
0: like I love uh, you know, you know we have the same style like we believe in teaching with the, the personal interests exactly. and specific yeah. goals you know of, of this right of the student and so so now we're we are forced to have a portion of the training dedicated to. Getting a good score on the TOEIC, or else they will just be disappointed, right? If all we do is focus on the presentation skills, for example, and then they do the TOEIC, they're not going to get, it, and they're going to feel discouraged. So that's it's. Uh, but uh, on the flip side, they do; they'll end up with a, a certificate that is uh, internationally recognized. Uh, you know, it's really, a, uh, and
1: and based on what you're saying, it seems that anyway, the only um, the only diploma that's going to be uh, CPF, um, how do I say that? Um, approved is it over right for the moment? For the moment, that is the case. Wow.
0: Um, probably eventually, uh, other certificates will. They just haven't passed their 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 very strict uh, rules. Um, and I mean, I'm surprised that Jimlish didn't get it. For example, right? That's uh, it's oh very you know <laughs> can be tough for them, you know. Yeah, could be, could be, you know. Um, so and, and and also what's what's crazy is that let's say I have a beginner, right? I have a beginner, they they, mm-hmm. they have an A1, mm-hmm. A2 level. They still have to pass the toic at the end, and not even you know how the Toic they have they could you could have two levels, like the toic right. bridge. So Toek right. bridge is for beginners. The toic bridge is not approved. Only the toic listening and reading, uh, which is a very complicated and hard exam, you know, for beginners.
1: Well, I don't think a beginner could a beginner could not do the toic exam. I mean, they cannot do it. Yeah, they can't but, do it,
0: but they have to. They, they don't, can't don't. do it, but they must I, I, in order to get the CPEF. You know, like they, so, so.
1: So the question, the question that I'm asking myself now, is. They have to do it, but is it just the simple fact that they have to do it or do they have to do it and pass? Because that would be no. counterproductive. You know, no, if, no, if they the just have to do, to do it. There's no,
0: it. yeah, there's, it's not like there's a, you have to get an 800 score. No, you can have okay, a zero score, you know, You, you, have <laughs> you to gotta, do it. but you gotta do it. You gotta go okay. past, you know, you have to do this. But right. it's it's not helpful for you know a student to go through an incredibly you know they they, they go right after our training they feel good they they uh, they've improved they they can make simple I know, sentences I know where you're going with right? this <laughs> right then they sit <laughs> for this you...
1: exam they're like I don't know anything about English you know so well you can, I mean you can you can look at that in two ways you can look at it as as helpful because if the current if the if the total the TOEIC discourages them they're definitely coming back to you or you can see it as a repeat customer you know <laughs> right <laughs> that's that's one but way that's, you can look at it <laughs> yeah
0: but that's not how I look at it because yeah. yeah like my whole thing is English for life meaning you come to me we, you do your training and then you don't take any more English lessons I don't want you know I don't want you to take any more English I want you I want to I want to springboard you boost your level mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. give you a plan so that you can continue you know to improve uh on your own uh of course come back if you want but uh that's not We're, the goal right
1: we are definitely we are definitely on the same page because i had just to give you an example um i'm very proud of this actually um for example word of mouth i got uh, a drh of um of a group right? And uh, of course, one of the, the first questions I asked her is, was, is there a possibility for more training? You know? And she said, yes. And, um, and I was like, okay, great. This is really good. She came to me and she wanted um, 56 hours. And I said, well, um, in my old company, <laughs> not Jim but uh, a company before that, take the 56 hours, you know? Right. But for me... I said to her, well, what we're going to do is we're going to break up your budget, okay? We're going to get you to a level of like a uh, 1.5, and then we're going to ship you off to some, we're going to ship you off to Ireland or Scotland where you can solidify the level that you have and pass up to another level. So you don't have to continue taking these face-to-face lessons. So you can basically call me up when you need help. So mm. my goal is to actually get you at a level where your English is pretty solid, and mm. it doesn't move anymore. You know, it only yes. it can only it only goes up. Right. So right. so would you be interested in doing thirty six hours face to face and taking the rest of your budget? And I'll recommend uh, a séjour linguistique for you. And she, right. she, you know, Her response was, "Oh, I never thought about that. Yes. I like I, I can give you lessons until you're blue in the face, but you live in France. Right. Yeah. You know, you need you need to be in a situation." where you're going to be speaking for 24 hours English where you do not have a choice.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So she said she, she liked the idea. So I was like, yeah, 56 hours of face to face. It's good. It, it's money in my pocket, but yeah. I, I disagree with it. So Oh, you so did we, good. You did yeah.
0: good because that's uh, and we are on the same page. I, I mm-hmm. would rather really focus on bringing, you know, giving the client what they need. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and knowing that By doing that, my reputation will only grow and get better. Yes, a smart move.
1: There you go. (laughs) There you go. You know, I think when you're a pedagogue at heart, you can't really justify. Well, I can't justify um, just giving someone 100 hours just face to face, week in and week out, knowing that they're going to see me once a week.
0: Right, and it's not going to make family, a difference.
1: Rest, yeah, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah, all. yeah. You know,
0: but that's why I love like uh, Jimlish uh, mm-hmm. because that you know they're doing it every day, but they're not always doing it, right? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. that's the thing. But at least Jim Glish, I find compared to the others, um, the the uh, the chances of them doing it are much higher because yeah. it's it's storytelling. It's 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 there's a context. It's, there's an emotion so mm-hmm. much better than the other stuff you know yeah. you, you you know what's you know what's the trend you know what's not the trend but you know what's happening more and more now is that companies like businesses in uh, france mm-hmm. instead of instead of buying uh training packages right uh from from a company like like you know english for life for example mm-hmm. they're starting to hire english teachers like in their staff yeah. like yes yeah. yeah you've heard of this like permanent well, actually, contracts actually,
1: yeah yeah actually actually it's um it's been around oh okay yeah it hasn't it hasn't been as it it probably is rampant now but when i was working for um when i was when i I, I was selling uh, language training i would come across companies that already had an in-house language trainer okay so yeah well because i had never heard of that until until i met
0: uh, someone that did it and i thought that was brilliant
1: it Um, is it wasn't rampant at that time, but perhaps perhaps they're catching on. Well, I love the idea because let's say uh so in fact it was my first
0: interviewer, my first guest, uh Simon Brown. Right. Uh and he told me that he works for a company called Jelly Smack. And this company is like um hired him. And in fact, what he does is he'll teach something like I want to say like I want to say like 20 hours a week, uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. um and the and the, the rest of the time he's planning you know and he's he's creating custom customized programs individual programs for all of these employees and so the quality of the training goes way up mm-hmm. uh, the employees know that they have an in-house person you know yes. in case they have any doubts um it doesn't really benefit me as a company that that option but i think it's i think it could because but anyway it doesn't work for all companies and you know, not all companies gonna have the budget or, or whatever exactly um, this, is, this is but france. it's a smart yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: this is france where any any employee that you take on you have to pay for them not only do you, no, yeah pay yeah, them, yeah you have to pay for them so that that i mean that that is something that will keep uh schools like english for life and 3ps formation Right. Um, in the running because the companies their biggest goal is the bottom line you know and if you've got to pay an English an in-house English teacher you have to pay him a salary a respectable salary and then you have to pay the government to keep him there
0: <laughs>
1: you know sure and sure the,
0: yeah it's not yeah it's not for everyone that's for
1: sure right for <laughs> but, but it is but it is I think I find that it's a brilliant idea it really yeah is. So, so listen
0: in in closing um what do you think Uh What would you do to improve uh, language learning or I mean, English language learning in France, you know, like from an early age, you know, the whole system?
1: (laughs) Okay, I have a couple of answers on this. I find that the initiative um, from the Education Nationale is, is, is contradictory. And why do i say this it's because they want the student to believe that learning english is very important the system the french testing system works by coefficient right Mm -hmm. english has a coefficient of one or Mm 1.5 now any student that's good with numbers is going to look at philosophy for instance that might have a coefficient of, of five of French that might have a coefficient of three, math that may have a coefficient of seven, automatically, logically, the student is going to work on those subjects that have the highest coefficient. So Ah, it it has always been my argument that if France really wants its students to have a good English level, increase the coefficient.
0: Oh, that's a great point. Yeah,
1: I'm yeah. not so familiar
0: with the education system yet, you know, about the coefficient. Uh, yeah, But I heard about that. Okay, that yeah. makes, of course, that makes sense.
1: Increase the okay, coefficient. The, the students right. react to higher coefficients.
0: Right, English right.
1: has a one.
0: Oh, well, that explains so, a lot. That of explains course, a lot. I mean, and mean, what
1: else can,
0: what else can be, because from the, from the student's perspective, a lot of students tell me, or clients, you know, that tell me that when they were students, that English was not very interesting, you know, at school.
1: (laughs) I'm laughing because when I first started my assistantship, one of the things that I noticed, and it shocked me, is when I would walk into the classrooms, they were writing. I mean, they never spoke. And I thought to myself, they're teaching this, they're teaching English as if it's Latin. English right. is not English is not a dead language. I mean, we they need to be speaking. You know, right. most French people's um, level in writing is much higher than it is with their speaking. Right. You know, and you also have to, but I mean, there's not really much you can do about that because it's also a culture with the uh, Cartesian way of teaching. Perfection is um, put to the forefront, mm-hmm. and when you, I think, when you um, when you put that in the forefront, no student is comfortable enough to speak because mm. per- the professor is looking for perfection, mm. right? And that's mm-hmm. that's never going to happen because it's not their native tongue. So, have you seen that? Like, you, as a,
0: in a uh, teaching assistant, you you were observing the teachers, oh, yes? And were they yes. were they seeking perfection? Like, yes, I had,
1: yes, I see. Yes, I don't know how it is today because I stopped uh working in the schools in 2008. It might be it might it might have changed. It might have changed. But at, at that time um, I was very critical of the system. And I can also say one one another advantage um an, an advantage that I've noticed is they've stopped um how do you have me say that in doublage on the movies. You can actually get the movies oh, uh- on- what do you call that voiceovers voiceover yeah yeah mm-hmm. when i when i arrived here in 2000 up until like maybe 2015 you couldn't get the original version of the movie right. on the television right you know? and right. so for me what that communicates to the people watching it is that french is definitely more important you know but now that's starting to change you can get you can get the movies in whatever language you want and i think yeah that's, actually, I think thank that's god great. for netflix yeah, yeah. Yeah, th- exactly. So, yeah. how would I improve? How would I improve it? Is to basically give them more access to choice when they're watching movies. I would, um, I would help them to understand that they won't be perfect in English. You know, it's 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 your second language. It's not your yeah. first. Language. Yeah, right. I would encourage them to understand that Anglophone Anglophones. When we meet, uh, we don't. We're not looking for you to, to have a perfect pronunciation, not even perfect grammar. In fact, we barely even care, you know. That's if right. We understand what you're saying, all the better.
0: That's right. That's all right. And and you and I right now, uh, we are talking in a way that, you know, we're doing it on. We know who's listening. We know that mm-hmm. French people are listening, and and so we are talking in our teacher voice, right? Yeah. <laughs> more so. Right? And if we were talking natively. It would, be, it would be different. We'd we yeah, be, be saying a lot of, be a lot saying a lot of different shit. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Not
1: not, not 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 only that, you're North American, as am I. Um, exactly. Yeah. We'd be eating our words, actually. Yeah, we, that's right. Yes. We wouldn't be, we wouldn't be make, paying attention at all to enunciating nah, nah, or nah, pronouncing. Nah. No. <laughs> it'd be more of um, what? What did you say? <laughs> People would be like, "Huh? What, what is he saying?" right, yeah. right. So, yeah we are definitely speaking in our voice and the teacher's voice where the person can actually understand what we're saying yeah so, yeah that's, that's right. important yeah, yeah. Important this was great
0: Giannis. yeah yeah uh, i think uh, i think our viewers are really gonna enjoy it and i i know i did i know i learned a lot
1: um it's very interesting thank you so much thanks for having me on thanks for having me on